So, right, right. That's a that's a training in itself, right? Exactly. You know the thing too, Martin. Like I always look at it like this: if I do the hard thing, then all <laughs> the other things feel a lot more easy. Right. You know. So whenever I'm going through a tough situation, all I got to do is go back to my memory bank and go, "Hey, you know what, bro." You went through this, 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 and this. Like if you've been through that, you can get through this. And it's worth it. It's really worth doing that because life does become a lot easier. It's not perfect, but it becomes a lot easier when you've gone through the tougher things and overcome it. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grumberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me slash us. You have reached Habits to Goals, H2G. Today we have a phenomenal guest. A man, we, <laughs> we've been tweeting back and forth. I've looked long forward to getting him on the show. We have Joel Brown from Australia. He currently resides in the U.S. He is the founder of Addicted to Success. He is a master coach and trainer. JB, Joel Brown, how you doing today? Martin, thanks a million for having me, mate. I appreciate you inviting me in. I'm excited to jump in here and share some wisdom with your audience. And I have a lot of respect for you, man. You were actually one of the first authors that I literally read the whole book. This was a long time ago. It was probably yes. about 12 years ago. Yeah. I read I read The Habit Factor. And, you know, there aren't a lot of books that keeps me captivated. But I remember reading yours and it helped me to have a really good understanding of habits. And wow. I just want to say thank you because... I think whether it's consciously or unconsciously, I've probably built some of my foundational understandings and then sort of used that with other things I've learned around habits over the years too. So thank you for paving the way first in that field. I know there's a lot of authors popping up now teaching about it, but uh, you know, you got to get that respects for jumping in when nobody else was talking about it. So well done. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It goes so back. People forget how, <laughs> how long ago. Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about you, JB, and your journey. And that just gave me chills, though, because I know you are both a master and a every master is a perpetual student. That's my belief. Yeah. Every master is a perpetual student who craves learning. I believe the people that tune into Habits to Goals get that. We often find ourselves regurgitating the same messages from different angles. So, uh, Take us back. Take us back to Australia where you grew up. We just kind of want to weave in and out fairly quickly, and then yeah. we'll get into some bigger topics. But share some background, please. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'll give you my in a nutshell version as best as I can. Sure. So, yeah, born in Perth, Western Australia. It's uh, a small little isolated city down in the bottom left-hand corner when you're looking at the map. It's the last leg of any tour that comes to the country. Uh, and I would say that the rhythm of Australia is pretty laid back and casual, you know? And I never really felt like I fully fit because I've been very ambitious from the moment I was brought into the world. Uh, my parents were working multiple jobs. 
Uh, I remember watching someone like Michael Jordan, who if you've seen the video version of this, you, you see him in the background. You know, I, I watched Michael Jordan play basketball on tapes and I would rewind them like a hundred times. And I, and I would always ask this question, you know, I asked my mom, what makes Michael Jordan the best? Because he's, he's not necessarily the biggest and most muscly and strongest player. And he isn't the tallest either. He's tall, but he's not the tallest. Right. And so I was just very much fascinated with what, what does it take for somebody to become disciplined? What are habits? My mom bought me a book called Rare Air, which was a, a biography of Michael Jordan with some really cool photography in that book. And I just became so latched on to wanting to understand excellence. And this was when I was like six years old, you know, and I remember my mom and dad would get me this basketball ring for Christmas. And it was this like plastic uh, basketball ring. You, you could jack it up to like six foot. So imagine this little like four foot kid trying to dunk a six foot ring. And I would get the bricks and put them out on the, uh, the patio out the back and I would run up and, and jump off the bricks to dunk it because I wanted to feel what it was sure. like to dunk. And yeah, man, I just started to grow more and more into possibility. And and I think from a young age, I always live by the belief that there are ways to become successful in the world. And, and you know, I didn't appreciate school. I didn't like schoolwork. I never really connected with the schooling system. As a matter of fact, I actually dropped out in high school. Wow. Uh, and I went on to build my own businesses, you know, so that entrepreneurial spirit was in me. I don't, I, I don't want to say that like, you know, every single person in the world uh, can, can do exactly what I did uh, straight off the bat. I think that some of it was, was natural uh, inspiration and the rest was the hard work that I put in. But I went on to build a website called addictedtosuccess.com. Uh, I've lived a very colorful life, worked up in the deserts of Western Australia, catching snakes and lizards and kangaroos, working on, you know, 12 hour shifts per day for uh, 28 days straight with four days off in the beating hot deserts of Western Australia at about 120 degree Fahrenheit heat, Right, getting some good pay, but also realizing how much I didn't want to be trapped in a system and working that, you know, eight to eight or six to six job, you know, right. so yeah, anyway, that's that's me in a nutshell in a sense. I've had other ventures in life and other career paths in the music industry and uh, in, in other industries as well. But I think uh, a lot of the personal development content that I put out now was very much based off my hunger, my addiction to personal <laughs> development and success, which I'm sure you're familiar with too. So uh, just to paint a picture here, what if you don't mind, share your age. So I'm 36 years old. 46. Okay. 30, 36. 36. That's 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 what I thought it. Was. <laughs> well, I actually thought me, I'm like 46. Plan, eh? Yeah, damn, you're looking good. No, that, that makes more sense. Okay. So you're you're 36. You drop out of high school, and and you just said something that's real important is is the paths vary for everybody. I think. What what you and I like to do is try to systematize things and say, hey, here's something we've seen that's duplicative that you can follow. But but everybody's coming at success, which is something we're going to be talking about yeah. with the concept, the definition. Everybody's coming with their own inherent uh, traits, skill sets, 
inclinations, etc. Um, so I'm kind of throwing the typical format out the window because there, there are two things I want to get to. One is this is a match made in heaven because mm-hmm. you're you're a student of success. Two, you use a number two in addicted to success. So it's addicted <laughs> number two. And we are habits to goals with the number. Um, awesome. So this is hopefully a softball. How how do you define success? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is very much subjective, isn't it? You know, and for me, I would say it's evolved over the years. Right. When I was 22 years old and I first got into coaching, uh, it was a time when I started creating Addicted to Success. You know, at that time, Martin, I remember looking online because I really wanted to learn how to, like how to become more successful with like habits and productivity and whatever it may be, how to make a million dollars and all this stuff that the ego wants <laughs> at 22 years old. And I remember Google searching just success advice. And to be honest, there wasn't really much at all. You would have to go and buy books right. uh, and yours was out there for sure, which is great. Uh, you have like some Tony Robbins videos here and there, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, yeah. T. Hubbard, and so on. Uh, but I just remember finding it really hard to find this sort of advice. Right. And I remember going to like psychological websites, human behavior-based websites, but a lot of the content was like a medical research paper. And I would even type in motivational quotes and you would get this like picture of a flower in a field and like word art on it that says <laughs> all of your passions, you know? Yep. So I saw a gap in the market. I saw it and went, hey, there's no point in me getting frustrated that, it's, that the, what I want isn't out there. Maybe I'll just create it. So right. I did. And I started right. to read a lot of books. I would like look at what people were sharing in the books and then type it up as articles and share my sort of spin on it and what I see, um, give credit to the author, would go and start interviewing people to see what they thought. And it worked. You know, I think there's a formula for hope and for me, I think that success isn't necessarily trying to achieve happiness. It's not trying to just have the end product, that material thing, that money. I've had all those things and I have it. Like, it's fine. That's great. It's part of it. I think success is seeing your potential play out and knowing that it matches your alignment and what you value most and it resonates in reality, right? I think a lot of people are chasing somebody else's definition of success. And I, I learned very early on when I tried to do that and I just felt like I came up short each time that that's not the way to go. That's so beautiful. getting clear on your values and crafting your own vision, that's your own lane, not anybody else's. Making yep. sure that that whatever comes across your your desk as an opportunity, if it does not align with your values and your vision, say no. Don't say yes to it. Don't waste time. Don't do things that are out of alignment. Like sometimes people will ask me if I want to be a part of something and I'll say, oh, that's not in alignment for me. Right. And it may trigger some people because they want me to, to uh, you know, go into business with them or or spend my time. And I'm just like, it's not in alignment. I don't know what else to tell you. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's beautiful. We, we, uh, we tend to use a, a definition that, that I think parallels it. And it's just super short and tight. It's creating your ideal future. <laughs> creating your, it's bridging that gap from, as you said, achieving your potential, moving in that direction. Now, some people 
get confused by that and they're like i don't want my ideal future i want my ideal now and yeah what, what we tend to teach is this idea that it's almost like if you're you're an archer and you're aiming at something by by knowing where you're going you put the present in order yeah so Absolutely. so it's it's this kind of perpetual and it's really it fits very well with everything you just said there that uh you're trying to become the best person you can be and make sure it fits with your vision and your values and it's all in alignment so beautiful all right so that's addicted to success you start developing this website at what age 22 years old 22 yeah and now you're 14 years later and uh you have substantial viewership right yeah we're up at around 372 million website views on the site uh it's that's like over 14 years or something over 14 years yeah, yeah. Well, wow. well technically it's like 13 years but I, I started <laughs> that's phenomenal that's phenomenal that's crazy. yeah and and to be honest man we had our heydays were definitely in the first five years because sure. a lot more people were online looking at blogs back then i think social media changed the game um a lot of people started spending more time just on the social apps so the traffic has shifted we don't reach the peak you know traffic months like we used to but we still have people that want to go to websites and read because they don't want to be in the noise of social media you know it's, right. like, it's i think it might come back a bit man i'm noticing a fluctuation where people are wanting something that's a little bit more isolated to learn they don't want to be bombarded i think social media is really noisy yeah it's good <laughs> it's very very noisy that's like an echo chamber too you know like you keep seeing the same stuff right how do we same continue stuff. to grow and innovate if we keep seeing this seeing the same thing and getting the same messages so i said we we're throwing the uh format out which i shared with you but i, I want to jump back to something i forgot to do usually I kick this off with the gtr the good things report you can go first or i can go first it's like a personal anecdote it could be business related etc share your gtr or you can say you martin share yours well we'll try yeah. yeah yeah no that's that's good man i appreciate that thanks for asking uh look man great things that have been happening uh there's so many amazing things to be grateful for on my side we have a new academy that's launching you know i think that a lot of people have done the jumping on a blog website thing for a long time looking at social media they want actionable practical they want group um support they want accountability uh you know as a coach too that's what they need they need that because it's very distracting so yeah we're launching our new academy which is called the mind strong academy it's uh, mindstrongacademy.com love to invite you in there too martin as an incredible expert to be a part of that uh we have james clear in there we have uh who else we have uh, uh sleep expert olivia arizolo uh we have stefan speak speaking into relationships you know i have uh hit the man who's made multi multi millions teaching millionaire habits wow uh, we've got wealth creation you know programs and courses in there too around like forex crypto trading uh copywriting youtube content monetizing it and all that because i you know i have this this concern of things that are shifting right now in the online world. I think a lot of people don't understand the tidal wave of AI that's coming through. Huh. I think people are a little bit 
sort of naive about what's happening. And so the way I see it is we've got to start diversifying, not from a place of survival and, and uh, you know, fear or lack. It's just like it's time now to expand the avenues. It's time to, to, to beef up what you've got. Like you can't get away with just doing the simple thing anymore that everybody's been doing because it can be replicated quite easily. So I'm sort of like anticipating this, this giant turn in the tech world. And I think uh, it's good to get ahead of the curve, man. I don't know how you feel about it, but it, it, I think having like your personal life, like your habits in play, but then also having systems and habits in play for your tech is yeah. going to be very crucial. So I'm excited and learning a lot about that and ways that I can show up in times of, of um, disruption to, to support people through like crisis and also to support people to be able to expand in their skill set. I think it's going to become really important as we reach this new season that's that's approaching very rapidly. It's approaching very rapidly. It was about a year ago. I so think you're on top it, of it this. Was, it was a year ago Thanksgiving when my daughter started showing me ChatGPT because she's wrapping up her schooling at the time and all the students were going crazy over it. Um, yeah, so yeah, how do I feel? It's pointless to resist. It's something that should be embraced and figure out how one, any of us can, can utilize it. It's a great tool. I mean, my wife's almost jealous. I'm having incredible, uh, philosophical conversations. I prefer actually Bard because it's more up to date than chat GPT. Um, but we'll go there later. So yeah, I could, I could talk yeah. to you forever about AI. Uh, but that's a good GTR. I'm going to go with mine, which is simply that I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> it was just a few days ago, a buddy, he's turning 50 and I, I don't want to jinx it, but I can at least tease with some of it. He's climbing one of the tallest mountains in the world and with a group of guys and it's uh it's a trip <laughs> there are only so so many tall mountains so uh i didn't even know it was on my bucket list but it looks like this is gonna happen in the next oh, wow. three months and yeah i again i'm kind of jinxing so i just want to kind of leave it there but it's very the anticipation is very exciting I Bet i bet well well done man it's really good to hear that you are still really focusing on on breaking through your own limits as well you're really living out what you teach well yeah, i appreciate really that yeah i don't know if you know it was uh august it was kind of sc I, I scary as crap we did uh we did this it's called the rim to rim in the grand canyon you go you go down the south rim across the basin up the north rim and then huh. and then you do that in one day and then the next day you, you wake up at like 3 a.m. and you go you go back down the north across the basin and up the south. Something a young man like you should be doing. Not an old man <laughs> like me. Um, so so the short story is 15, 35 people showed up. I'm sure some of my listeners are probably tired of hearing this story. 35 people showed up or signed up. 15 showed up. There was a heat wave in Arizona. So it was like, it was ridiculous. So 35 sign up, 15 show up, 15 go one way. 
which is 25 miles and, you know, seven and a half thousand elevation in 115-ish degree heat. Three people decided that they were going to make the return journey. Three people. So fortunately, I was one of them. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. So it's 50 miles, two days, 115 degree heat. Um, and it was actually pretty scary. So I appreciate you saying, yeah, I'm still pushing. Uh, but, you know, there's a fine line. A lot of people were concerned uh, about how dangerous it was. And I was legitimately concerned, but I felt like we prepped. We had prepped enough and we were going to be fine. So knock on wood, we were. But yeah, I don't think this hike that's planned is as physically demanding it's over seven days and it's fairly gradual the problem is the elevation is ridiculous so right right that's a that's a training in itself right exactly too martin like i always look at it like this if i do the hard thing then all (laughs) the other things feel a lot more easy Right. You know, so whenever I'm going through a tough situation, all I got to do is go back to my memory bank and go, hey, you know what, bro? You went through this, 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 and this. Like, if you've been through that, you can get through this. And it's worth it. It's really worth doing that because life does become a lot easier. It's not perfect, but it becomes a lot easier when you've gone through the tougher things and overcome it. Well, you know, it felt like a tangent, but but in a lot of ways, this is what we're talking about. It's it's yeah. habits to goals, addicted to success. These ideas that for me, it's fun to have every six months, every year, uh, some sort of significant challenge. And it's even more beautiful when it kind of comes out of the blue. This this guy, he's a professional Ironman, uh, invites you out of the blue in this cruise. So we'll, we'll see how it shapes up. Um, all right. So you've answered how you define success how do you define discipline <laughs> yeah i think discipline gets mistaken a lot for motivation right uh, not the same they're really not the same you know i think a lot of people sit around waiting for motivation to come it's like sitting there watching dwayne the rock johnson on youtube hoping that you feel jacked up and excited enough to go to the gym Uh, For me, it's not that, you know, a discipline is sort of similar to what I was saying before, where um, I'm not expecting it to be easy, but I'm expecting that whatever shows up, I'm able to emotionally and mentally manage that along the way and uh, hopefully come out of it with more growth than I had before. And to me, that's what I search for whenever uh, I'm demanded discipline I focus my mind on the growth that's going to come from it, right? So it's a task, it's a commitment, it's a set of habits that is leading you to more growth through a resilient challenge that you're about to face. Great. And I'm sure you, I know you're a student, so I know you've heard of Jim Rohn, right? Jim Rohn, Absolutely, yeah. I used to do stuff. One of his great definitions that I, I love, I use all the time, is discipline is doing the things you don't want to do when you ought to do them, whether you feel like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Doing yeah. what you ought to do 
when you ought to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And uh, that's pretty much what you just said. He, he says things so simply as well. Yeah. And the way he says it, doing the things you ought right. to do. Yeah, I know. You know like, he's, on the chalk, he's on the chalkboard. And he's yeah, like, it's yeah. great though, man. That's, you know, sometimes we're going to go back to the basics. Sometimes we're going to get it hammered into our head multiple times until we can actually hear like, hey, there's a reason why he said it three times over and shared a story right. to paint the picture because it's so important, right? Yeah. Yeah. So doing the things you ought to do when you ought to do it, whether you feel like it or not, that's cultivating. Yeah. Here's here's what I keep repeating. That is cultivating the habit of discipline. That in and of itself is habit excuse me, discipline is a habit. It can be strengthened. Every time you do what you ought to do, when you ought to do it, whether you feel like it or not, you're cultivating, which is why I prescribe the tracking sheet, because that's what you're saying, not you, the listener, that's what they're saying they're going to do, right? So it's very easy to see whether they're in alignment, as you put it, or not with what they say they're going to do when they ought to do it, whether they feel like it or not. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So here's another question kind of out of the, out of the format books here. Um, talk a bit about, and you don't have to get too specific, but, but what your go-to when, when things get very challenging, things get very difficult. Um, how you you can either reference a point in time and just kind of how you weave your way out of it or uh, what the mindset is, share with the audience how you deal with very difficult times. Yeah. Well, look, man, it depends on what story comes up for me, right? right. Because our story triggers a fear. The fear could be, I don't feel good enough. It could be failure and mistakes are bad. It could be I don't have enough. It could be what if I get judged, criticized, whatever it may be. So whatever fear comes up, I sit with it and go, okay, cool. Then what must I get clear on in order to alleviate this overwhelming feeling so I can get back on my own team so we can start moving forward? Wow. Right? And there's, and for me, it's all about strategy, Right. Right. So, obviously, emotion's a big part, but I use strategy to manage emotion. I think some people kind of sit in their way till their emotion changes. I don't do that. I go, hey, something's not working with the emotion I'm feeling right now. There's a story I told myself, and I'm overwhelmed because I don't have a clear enough strategy. So I get myself into a space where I can at least create some more clarity that gets me out of the fog. And then from there, I can strategize my next moves. At the end of the day, strategy is just working out what are my priorities. Right. That's just another word for strategies, priorities, right? And people think it's something else, like it's some super premium, high level, expanded, complex thing. It doesn't have to be. It's just like, hey, in what sequence are you about to approach this? Because maybe you've got your sequence the wrong way around. And I think a lot of success when I'm coaching a lot of these business execs and even just everyday people, they, they're feeling overwhelmed, like they're in the mud. And I look at it and I just go, you've got your combination the wrong way around. That's why everything feels so heavy. So right. let's sit down and work out what is your order in how you're going to do this. And not only the order, let maybe we get a chunk of that down. Maybe you're thinking too big a picture when you already know the snapshot. 
We've got to chunk it down so that you show up in one bit at a time. You can achieve any goal if you chunk it down. I truly believe that. You know, even a big 10-year vision or a 20-year vision, you have time. And I think a lot of people have this weird perception of I don't have enough time because they're so caught in the feeling of overwhelm. They think they don't have enough time, but you do when you can strategize it and be present with each step along the way. And all it is, man, is just one step at a time. Well, you know, so yeah. Anyway, there's a lot there. There's so much more. No, no, it's great, and and uh, I want to reiterate what you said out of the gate, which was beautiful. It it's this idea like it depends on the story that I'm reflecting on or I'm telling myself, and and at that point, I want to uh, I want to echo that statement and just press pause for the listener because, and you may share this or, or you may have a different take, but, but at that point, there's a story going on and one is fear-based, as you said, fear-based. Yeah. Let's just say it goes off to the left. The, the, on the spectrum, over to the right would be faith. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean religious, but it, but it, but it means you have faith, you have hope, so you have fear. And by the way, this is a future that nobody knows for sure, right? So we're caught up in a story, and we are weaving a story of fear <laughs> off to the left, yeah. which creates all sorts of bad emotions, which inhibits positive action or positive strategy. And then you have, on the opposite end, from fear, you have faith or you have hope. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, wow, the story's different. The emotions are different. By the way, nothing's changed in the moment. In the moment, both stories are BS, but which one, which one yeah. are you going to subscribe to? Which one are you going to move toward? Yeah. So I, you know, yeah. uh, that's where you were going. And and those there there are plenty of listeners that know there's there's uh this thing called the behavior echo system which I'll run through with you later if you haven't seen it but but at the heart of it if i have an image uh at the heart of it is is the stories and then the it's three concentric circles. The middle concentric circle is actions, and then the outer one is the environment. And then the conduits between them are emotions and feelings. So the point is, at the heart, you have this story. If it's fear based, you you being you and and a coach are catching it. You're analyzing it. You're saying, well, how do I how do I use strategy make this a positive story that'll move me one day at a time in that direction. So yeah. that's, that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you're absolutely accurate when you say that there's that faith and that fear. I often liken it to, you know, fear and love. I want to make a decision from a place of love. I love what I do. I'm inspired by it. I'm in acceptance and understanding and joy and peace with this. I'm centered in this. This is power. But if I'm coming from fear, it's coming from shame, it's coming from guilt, it's coming from lack, it's coming from scarcity, it's coming from I need to brag my ass off to try and like, you know, lie to myself to try and get a result. And so it's it's just like you're coming up short every time you do that. It keeps people stagnant or it keeps them in destruction. Yep. And I'm all about getting people into creation. You know, I always say, you know, we want to 
want to become weapons of mass creation. That's the guy. <laughs> I, 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 right? That's funny. I posted a picture of my surfboard. I called it a weapon of mass enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's a good thing to enjoy. I love surfing. That's cool. Well, you know, I was speaking with my wife this morning, and uh, I'm sure she's okay for me to share this. All right, very quickly. If you head over to maven, M-A-V-E-N.com, search goals, search habits, you'll see the 28-day breakthrough. This is our small group cohort. The best investment you will ever make is in your own personal development. It's in your own education. It's in your own knowledge. So no better way to kick off the new year. Go to maven, M-A-V-E-N dot com. Again, search goals, search habits. You'll see the 28-day breakthrough. It is a powerful small group cohort, and all the risk is taken away. It's money back guaranteed. Have a look, M-A-V-E-N dot com. All right, back to the... I created a system for you to be able to find out what procrastination type you are, right? Oh, wow. Uh, and and I, I created this and generated a lot of like beta tests with it and, and I put thousands and thousands of my students and clients through it and with great success. Crazy. And it came down to six categorizations, right? We have six different types of procrastinators. You have the angry altruist, which is like the people pleaser. You have the obsessive idealist, which is like the high achiever, the perfectionist. You have the diversion junkie, which chases entertaining distractions and lacks routine. You have the stargazer, which uh, has a shiny object syndrome, <laughs> uh, right? And you have the, uh, the radical defiant. And the radical defiant has a very rebellious nature, almost can't play in a team, just always has to do everything solo, right? So we have these different... Uh, um, we have the dreadhead too, which is a very common one. It's like scared to get out of the comfort zone. Right. And, and, and uh, fear and overwhelm and all that, right? So they all have their good and their, let's say positive and dormant abilities that are in play. Like we call them weaknesses, but like dormant abilities that have to be activated. Right. And so one of the things that my wife has discovered in, in going through my assessment, you can actually go to doquiz.com, just D-O-Q-U-I-Z.com and you can take the quiz. It takes like three minutes and you'll find out what your type is and get a free report to be able to overcome that and repack I think it. I'm, I think I'm all of them. <laughs> yeah well we do express all those we we are on a spectrum right and we right. tend to lean harder into either one right. or, or one of the others so she is a stargazer uh, by nature and she's very creative she's an artist she paints she's incredible creative mind uh, but some of the things that hold the stargazer back is that they have these really great big like things they want to create and they have an idea of it from the from a visual concept and a creative concept yep. but they don't have a a solid strategy in play right. and they sometimes can jump from ship to ship you know that shiny object syndrome instead of fully following something all the way through and finding out what are the like logical mechanical things i need here in play and one of the things she said to me today she she asked me a question actually uh, hey when you're casting your vision for the future um how do you like look at a five or ten year vision and not get like overwhelmed wow. by it? Right. Or how do you how do you like even think that you can even achieve that? Because like when I look back in my life, so many things changed. Sure. What's the point of having a vision? And 
this is a big question a lot of people ask, right? It's not just my wife. And I said to her, I said, hey, well, maybe I think your relationship with what a vision is is very different to mine. And I've become really good at achieving visions. I wrote my 10-year vision down 14 years ago and achieved it within six years. I teach my clients and students how to achieve their 10-year vision within two to three years. We've we've jacked that vision up, man. I've got a whole process and a whole framework around it that just really supercharges your vision process and intentionality. It's really cool. With the law of intention, it's nuts. But uh, for her, I, I just said, like my relationship with vision is... I don't look at my vision to be the absolute, like it absolutely right. has to happen in this exact way, right? right? I say I look at it as like a beacon flashing out on a mountain somewhere. And and we don't know what exactly every single step along the way, but when we get there, we're going to discover that we've become more grown in that process. Sure. And come across things we didn't expect, but we're also going to come across some things we do. Um, but it's also a failure to not cast a vision and commit to it anyway either. Right. So it was cool. I just saw her like cognitive perspective. Yeah. Just started to, it started to shift. She tilted right? her head like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, and she's like, oh, that's cool. It actually was really helpful. You know, and sometimes people just need a little bit of a perception shift or a sure. new relational way of um, associating to something in order to be able to shift. So that's just like one of the things with one of the procrastination types. But what I discovered, Martin, was wow. procrastination is a perceived pain of the future or it's a fear of repeating something that's happened in the past right and so our brain does this neat little thing when we're really in danger and it throws up this little like warning in our brain a signal where it gets us into fight flight or fawn or freeze and we like lock up or we run the other way or we avoid um, or we try to run to it and try to fix it and so what I've discovered is that which procrastination types try to run to things to fix it and overwork and burn themselves out and stress themselves and which ones go into complete avoidance. So right. you got to know how you respond to things. And then it's about working with the subconscious and repatterning through tools, frameworks, exercises, so you can better manage your emotions. Procrastination That's- is emotions. It's not, it's rarely time management. It's mostly right. management, yeah. right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm going back to Jim Rohn here because I think these things are going to intersect. He he said there are two great pains in life. The, uh, it's like the discipline. Well, discipline, excuse me. There are two great pains in life, discipline or regret. So in other words, when you have that vision and you're procrastinating, if you do that for your lifetime, you're going to look back and, and say, damn, I wish I would have. So his point is, look, there's discipline, which is painful, going after it, learning, stubbing your toe, a <laughs> lot of pain, but but you're moving in that direction or you'd never try. And then you're on your deathbed and you're like, damn, I wish I would have, I wish I could have. Um, not to be overdramatic, but... But that's to your point that it's it's emotional and it's about pain avoidance. And what I'm suggesting, what we're suggesting is is there is no avoiding pain. There's the pain of discipline and there's the pain of regret. Pick yeah. the beauty is yeah. you get to pick. Yeah, so much of it is perception too. It's like well, right. which pain? 
yeah, what is the most painful? We're always trying to do that, right? We're trying to avoid pain as much as possible. And I think you it, it's a practice, Martin. You got to get into practice of going, well, what's going to be my uncomfortable? Right. If someone says like, you choose your hard, right? It's a good, good statement. You know, choose your hard. Which hard are you going to choose? It's hard being broke. It's hard not launching your business and watching hard. other people yeah. while you stand on the sidelines. You either get in the ring and do it, Or, you know, you get your money up, you learn how to do sales, you learn how to negotiate your success. There's a, there's a saying, uh, you don't get in life what you think you deserve, you get what you negotiate. And that doesn't just mean negotiating with your words. It's also negotiating through your actions too, right? right. right? Like who do you need to call? Uh, How many times do you need to show up and knock on a door? Right. Right. Like, how many hours must you sit and get this thing done for your business? How many loops must you close in the background that are holding you back and making you unproductive because you're staying in overwhelm? There's yep. always a way that we can play this. That life to me is often chess and checkers. Like, how do we play the game? Let's go. I got chess boards all over this place. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Uh, yes. So one other thing about that vision, and and I love your your general statement that that you're not trying to dot every I and cross every T because you don't know necessarily how it's going to unfold. And sometimes it's a lot better than you could have en- envisioned, which which just brings me back to sharing this this awareness that it's co-creation. There's there's things yeah. we can influence, and then there's things beyond our control. Yeah, and we co-creation are- with God, definitely. Are- God. Like I bring my faith into it, I pray on it too. I'm like, God, give me wisdom and discernment, man. Yeah, we are co-creating all the time. The, yeah. the mistake is, uh, I think, if I can be so bold, is to say we we become afraid to create, and that's sad because we are creatures. We are designed to be creating. And getting after it. Well, we're yeah. rounding third. Uh, I can't believe how quickly I I can believe how quickly time is flying because uh, we could probably do that this. Fun, um, yeah. So we'll we'll button it up here. You've you've defined success. You've defined discipline. Hit us with uh, two or three of your best habits. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I <laughs> go through a, a framework. I did it this morning, actually. It's a reprogram process, right? So I like to engage with the subconscious. You know, people don't know this. I know you know this. Like 90% to 95% of our thoughts are the same as the day before. We only think 5 to 10% new thoughts. Uh, So a lot of what we're repeating is habitual. uh, And our subconscious mind, the unconscious mind is the habit mind. Um, the body is the unconscious, the unconscious is the body. And so, so much of our body, our way we move, where we show up, what our routines are, are very much driven by the programs that we run, right? Or in, have installed. And so I like to check in on the program sometimes. If I ever consciously want to create something in my life, like let's say I have a vision I map out and I think about that vision, it could be a year vision or a two-year vision. It doesn't even have to be a 10-year vision. Right. And I sit down and write down, for example, like financial goals. Okay, this quarter I want to bring in, you know, whatever it is, six figures a, a month or six multiple six figures a month or whatever it may be. It's like, okay, cool. Is, is there any resistance I'm feeling within myself? Oh yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of a snag point. Like, oh, is that possible? Like, oh, right. you, you know, like, oh, you've done it before, but can you keep consistently doing? It? You know, sort of the little like, you know, the the yeah. little critic on the shoulder. So I go, okay, cool. Let's check in on this. The program is glitching, right? 
there's a conflict. It's resisting. It's trying to like keep me safe, but my conscious wants something. Um, there is no such thing as self-sabotage, man. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm self-sabotaging. It's like, no, I don't believe that because there are two worlds that exist within us, the conscious and the unconscious, the aware and the unaware. The question is, which part of you is getting what it wants, right? Is it, is it the subconscious programs that are like running on little five-year-old you, four-year-old you who didn't feel good enough that right. got picked on by mom or dad and, and you want love, but you didn't get it. So now you're scared to like put anything out online because you might be judged. Or yeah. is it the conscious you that's saying, I want to build that seven figure business. I'm worthy of it. Right. So if there's a conflict, we got to check in on the program. So I sit down, I really engage the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind likes to work with repetition uh, or a very big emotional experience that comes into play. Kind of like when somebody, this is a negative sense, but like if somebody has a car accident, that's called trauma, right? It's traumatic. Um, but it locks in a program and often people will feel fear of getting back in a car or fear um, driving on a, a road at a certain speed. Right. So we want to use it for a positive too. Yep. It doesn't know the difference. It's just like, hey, what programs am I installing here, right? And so what I do is I sit down and engage the subconscious mind by writing down three examples as evidence that will be and is as present tense in reality that people will be, that I will be able to experience living in this new goal that I desire to achieve. So if one is like $100,000 a month consistently, and I was like, okay, so I'm sitting in that and I'm like going, what do I see visually when that happens? I'm seeing 200 grand going into my bank account. I'm seeing that I'm breaking off 10%, which is 20 grand away for like trading and investment accounts. And the 180 grand is going into Facebook ads and, you know, whatever else for like payments for my house and whatever, right? And staff. And here's how many staff I have. And, and, and here's what I see my business doing because of that as a result, right? And here's what I'm giving away as contribution and uh, as a philanthropic uh, venture. Great. Next question is, what are people saying? You want to tap into the auditory, right? I'm hitting the subconscious from many different angles here. Visual, we've got the audio. So what are people saying? Well, people are saying, Joe, it's amazing how you've been able to consistently um, have revenue coming into your business and profiting from it each month. The second thing, Joe, I love what you do with your money. It's great that you're creating an impact in this world. Another thing, Joe, uh, you know, my, my wife, baby, I'm so happy that you're looking after us and providing for our family. Great. The next question to the auditory is, what am I saying to myself? I'm saying, Joel, good on you, man. You've got into momentum. Keep your head up, brother. You're doing well. Like, you know, just what would I be saying to myself? I'd be saying, hey, I love my life. I'm blessed. God is good, right? And then the last part is the kinesthetic. What am I going to feel, right? So if I'm to tap into that place, what's that feeling that sums up? If I was to name it as a word or two, what would that be? But one of the words could be, I feel, I feel uh, like a force to be reckoned with, right? Or I feel highly disciplined or I feel uh, a, a sense of excellence, right? Cool. So we latch onto that and I check on myself. Have I felt that before in my life? Yes, I have. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have even thought of the feeling because I have. I've got it as a reference. When did you feel that? Oh, Joe. Yeah, Joel felt that uh, back when he was 26 years old, when he was standing on stage uh, speaking at an event where Gary Vaynerchuk was speaking. Okay, great. That's great. Let's connect with that feeling. Right. Because remember, the subconscious loves visuals and feelings too, right? So then we tap in and we close our eyes and we ask, where is this located in your body? Oh, this feeling is located across my chest. 
Okay, what color is it? Well, the color is a glowing metallic gold. Okay, great. Uh, what shape is it? Well, the shape is shaped as a star. Okay, and when you touch it, what does it feel like? Oh, it feels like a like turf. Well, if you ever touch turf, it's got a turf feel to it. And what's the temperature? Oh, it's nice and warm. Great. Now, is this something you still truly desire to achieve in your life? Yes. Do you see any adverse consequences, negative effects of you achieving this, this goal? No. Great. We've locked it in. What happens here, Martin, is we've characterized now. We've given it a personality. That goal is not just a thing that we say we're doing. It becomes an actual personality that we can relate and associate to now. And if you want to go even next level, I have like little, uh, uh, like a little oil fragrance, like essential oils or frankincense. So I'm breathing it in, right. anchoring it in right. while I'm reading this out, and I'm smells closing like my victory. Eye. Smells like hey, victory, brother. <laughs> exactly. So now, now I can literally smell it, and straight away the visual in my mind is the thing, the characterization I just shared with you of what you know, the shape and the color and, and and all that and where it's located it it triggers straight away and i know straight away that goal statement i make two hundred thousand dollars consistently each month connects with that and i'm locked in and i know the what i visually see i know what i auditorily hear and how the feeling is it comes with it right so this is training your subconscious like hey bro i know you're here to keep me safe i know you're here to like run away from things if we're getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger wherever it may be but we don't live in those times we have so many opportunities at our fingertips with the online world and everything that's around now so go for it man you know and that's what i want to teach people is like hey you can get on board with your subconscious and let's do this right yeah. there's a no excuse as to why we can't start managing our emotions better and responding in a way that's going to lead us to as you say victory this is uh, a brilliant, because we're tight on time, I had a few more questions, but it was such a powerful, first of all, I can't wait to go yeah, back. You can, you can ask a couple more. You can ask I, a couple more. I can't more wait to go back and listen to that myself. Now, some of that's anchored in L NLP, so to speak, or? There's, a, there's elements of NLP, uh, Psych K as well, uh, okay. which is Psych uh, Kinesiology process, because, you know, your subconscious Right. Is, well, your unconscious is your body. Your body is your unconscious. Right. So if you've ever done kinesiology and you put your arm out and someone, you know, asks you, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. is your liver in good health? And you say, <laughs> yeah, right. and you right. push it. Your body knows. Your body keeps the score. So the arm goes down. There's a weakness, right? That's your autonomic nervous system essentially uh, responding to that and telling you whether something's in alignment or congruent or not. That's why right. we can't lie to ourselves just with affirmations. We've got to be able to back it up with a game plan. If I say I am a millionaire, it's like, well, what am I doing to make sure that that's becoming a reality? I'm a millionaire because I commit to being mentored, putting away 10%, investing it in an account and spending money on ads and bringing in 20 clients a, a month. Okay, great. Now my brain goes, okay, that sounds fair. It sounds like we've got a game plan here. You're not just lying to yourself and disempowering. You're coming yep. from a place of plan and opportunity and we're going to make it happen. So and and I will hit you with a couple more questions. What what I want to reiterate to the listener is something super profound that Joel is touching on. It's it's the awareness that we are both the program and the programmer. <laughs> we yeah. can program the program anytime we want. It just takes us stepping outside 
taking a look at our results, what we're doing, what we're achieving. Um, again, the visual I would use is the three circles. But the point is, we can look at our results, we can look at our behaviors, we can assess our thinking, and even our feelings and our emotions, all the things Joel just mentioned. And, and then ask, where are we trying to go? So I'm going to recommend you rewind and I will rewind and I'm going to listen to him again. That was brilliant. All right. Yeah, uh, Martin, I was going to say like people, if you can understand, you're listening right now, how important the subconscious is. Cause you said like, we are the programmers and that's a program. Your reality is a direct printout of your subconscious programs. And I learned this from Dr. Bruce Lipton. I had him on my podcast and he, when he shared that with me, it resonated so deeply because then what it means is we have to take full accountability, man. If we're not happy with our life and where it is, bro, we're going to go, yo, I printed this out in reality. Like I'm actually, you know, not to make it too mystical and mythical, but there is truth to it because every decision that you make along the way leads you to where you are today, right? <laughs> that's I, I just I just made that up just then, but it's true. You know, like, no, that's that, beautiful. That's I'm going gonna, gonna to give you this visual just because... I want you to see if you can even, can you see what's going on there? Oh yeah. The, uh, the thoughts, the stories, environment. Yeah. And their feelings and emotions is the conduit. So we are responsible for the things we can control. And then there are things that happen to us. It's, it's kind of the environment is the things that yeah. come to us and the things that we can change. We're going to table that discussion. All right. Hit me with. Yeah. Hit me with, uh, and some people don't answer this, which is fine. Is there a a bad habit or a habit you're trying to change? <laughs> uh, yeah, I fluctuate. Yeah, that's a good question, man. I like that. I fluctuate uh, in and out of my lint chocolate habit. Um, Say that again? It's not a terrible lint chocolate. You know, like that dark oh. <laughs> lint chocolate. Like right. a, like eighty percent sugar. It's sort of like my stimulant. You know, I'm not the greatest on straight coffee. Uh, my body just doesn't respond too well. It's very sensitive to coffee. I, I it's sort of hit or miss with me. Like right. I don't know why. I guess it's some acidity or something. My body just responds in a different way. It probably comes down to gut. Everybody has a different gut microbiome. My wife can drink it at any time of the day, and she's pretty sweet. Whereas I'm like sensitive to it. Uh, so chocolate, dark chocolate tends to be my stimulant. But that's, and if good, I have, for like, you, that's good for you too, right? Like crazy. I just started getting on that train. Can be. And I, yeah, I guess if it, you go over the top. Uh, maybe. You can. And, and, and it's sometimes it spikes, you, you know, your blood sugar. So sometimes I have that crave. It's more the cravings, like having the craving in the morning instead of breaking my fast with like a good protein smoothie or something like that or eggs on toast. If I go straight to the chocolate because I'm craving it, I start to feel the weakness in myself. I'm like, oh man, you did that thing that you know is like not the best option. <laughs> right. And and it also it also trains our dopamine to get the hit from it every time. So it just becomes like a uh, a habit that's probably not as useful as it could be. I, I think I I could probably use it more as a celebration rather than a like a stepping stone to get to where I need to be at times because there are better ways to do it. So. There's that man, but you know, I'm not necessarily beating yeah. myself up about it. I yeah, just go through seasons. I go through seasons, man. I go through seasons, right? Um, all right. Well, we just got to. Yeah, I kicked, I kicked a lot of things like alcohol. I don't feel like I, I, I'm a slave to it. 
I pick and choose when I want to have it. If I think I find that if I commit to my exercise and I'm in good recovery with my right. sleep and everything, I tend to not want to drink alcohol too really that much at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes we go into spirals where we take ourselves out of good habits and we start stacking toxic habits. <laughs> yep. Just substitute water. All right. Well, a uh, couple, what do we got here? We'll just go straight to two or three books, transformative books in your life. Something that I'll give you out. one, man. I'll give you one. One, the Bible. Yeah. Straight up. The Bible has revolutionized my life. Um, you know, I think when we're in prayer, we're praying to God, we're talking to him. Most people just talk to him and then hang up the line. They don't kind of sit and like wait to to have that relationship, that connection with God. When I say that, I don't mean it from a religious sense. I'm very much not down with religion. I'm more about relationship with God. Right. Uh, but right. yeah, just reading the Bible, man, I've come to really respect the the words in it you know those words from god the 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 examples the figures in the bible and the things they went through and the wisdom it's like a book of gold you know especially if you're you're like your personal development you'll find so much of personal development was actually built off the back of the bible and you know jim rowan tony robbins those guys quote parts of the bible they don't even know it you know like it's, it was happening back in the early days of personal development but yeah i think the proverbs book is really good in the scriptures. There's so much wisdom. Is there a and particular also, psalm or uh, excerpt you? I I like you, you I like a, the you verse have as in, a go to. Well, I live by the verse in Romans, which is "Do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Okay. And wow. I think that a lot of what we see that's happening in the world right now. Some people may say we live in a matrix, and I get it. It's a sort of a construct, a hypothetical that we can maybe understand because there's a movie that goes along with it and <laughs> life feels a bit like a simulation sometimes. But, I, but that's a sort of an objective approach. And I think we can, we've got to be careful with that because we may look at everybody like they're just useless pawns in a game and everybody right. must use each other. Um, so I do look at it like we were created for a reason. Sure. Your life has meaning, there's value that's placed on your heart. We have a big responsibility to to support and also lead each other uh, with our skills and gifts that God has endowed us with. And I, I do believe that we've strayed a long way from God's original design of who he created us to be. I think that um, a lot of the greed and the things that we experience in the world, a lot of the division that's taking place, it's quite easy to get caught up in it and to feel less than and to feel angry at each other instead of collaborating and and being open to the possibility of growth and, and, and faith and hope. So, yeah, I think love is a transformative uh, power and force in the world. And I think that a lot of what I've learned from the scriptures has changed my life, man. I, I, I can see there's a lot of lies and confusion. There's a lot of manipulation in the news and the media, in politics, in religion. And so when I read that verse in, in Romans, do not be conformed world, I'd be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I ask God to renew my mind, you know, to regenerate my heart, to give me a heart that is not of stone, but is a flesh that cares for others. Uh, and I think that you can be a very powerful, impactful leader in this world when you come from that place. We don't need to hate each other. It's part of our condition. Uh, and so I choose to rise above as often as possible. I'm not perfect uh, by any means, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that book has transformed my life, and I've read hundreds and hundreds of personal yeah, yeah, development that, books. That's, that, look, that, first of all, the answer 
is beautiful. You're you're clearly a very thoughtful, intelligent young man uh, who's reflective, and the answer shows. We unfortunately we're out of time. Um, Thank you. The final question is a a tech like an app, a website, and then we're just going to ask you to share where people can learn more about you. But I'm wondering if you have an app, a go-to website, anything that you use tech tech wise, that may be a tool for other people to consider. If not, that's okay. Not really, man. Like I use chat GPT. I'm going to check out, but I like chat GPT in the sense of seeing if there's anything I'm missing, you know? So I like, I feel like, you can tell often on social media when someone continually is using chat GPT, right. I can tell by like the sort of tone it uses a lot. You sort of see repetitious things. Right. So what I like to do is I like to first come up with my own thought around it. Like I'll sit and like, just get into a place where I think about it. I often get it. It sounds weird. I get it in the shower. Like if I'm in the shower, I get the craziest like thoughts and ideas and concepts. And I have like, aha no, moments you know why that is i think it's because i'm away from well because i'm away from everything and i think the shower also lowers my stress in my body i feel calm in the shower so it allows my mind to be more centered yeah to, yeah as soon as you're, you're relaxed you go into habit mode so, so interesting there's, there's the if if you believe in this framework there's the super conscious then there's the conscious mind and then in between the two I would suggest you as the subconscious. So, so when we draw upon ideas that seem to come out of the blue, or other people do at the same time, a lot of that is is the connecting link there. But <laughs> I keep yeah, man, it, this up. It, That's beautiful. Yeah, there, sometimes there are the, the I, you know I say we live between a miracle and a mystery. It's a miracle we're even born and brought into this world, and it's a mystery of where we're really in with all this. Everything is, um, <laughs> I think it was Einstein. If anything is a miracle, everything is. And, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, my man. Well, that was brilliant. It was educational and enlightening and uh, super fun. I'm, yeah. I'm probably a couple minutes over at this point. So, again, we'll have to bring you back on. Um, thanks for sharing with me and the audience your background and, Tell us where we can find more so they can circle back. And I know you mentioned that one quiz, but but any other yeah. sites? And then we'll add it to the show notes, of course. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, dokequiz.com. It takes like three minutes. It's nice and easy. You get a full report. You get a whole breakdown and see all your blind spots and also how you can break through that. It's really cool. Um, yeah, look, I am Joel Brown on Instagram. You can just jump on there, send me a message if you want to. I respond to my messages. Uh, I am Joel Brown on Twitter as well, X if they want to call it that. I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> uh, yep. then, uh, then also mindstrongacademy.com. You know, if you want to be able to get mentorship, we have live weekly calls on there as well. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Addictedtosuccess.com is always around. We got articles on there. If you want to go more hands-on, it's Mind Strong Academy. Uh, but yeah, look, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. This is really yeah, cool. It's uh, it's almost been selfish for me. I've enjoyed it so much. I I'm certainly <laughs> I'm certain the audience will love it as well. We'll add those links to the show notes, and uh, I'll circle back to you 
let you know when when this this will air sound good good brother sounds good thank you mate i appreciate great you. job jb thank you for killing it and then i'm gonna kill recording hang out for a sec say goodbye yeah. see ya <laughs> All right, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode. If you are new here, there's only two, th <laughs> two things you should consider doing. One, go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Get your free template that will walk you through the PAR method. You are not a rodent. You are not a rat. Why do I say that? Because the habit loop, the famed habit loop, was devised by studying rodents. You're a human. You have choice. You have intention. You have reflection. PAR, as a methodology for habit cultivation, is a process that leverages your human capacities. So, go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates and you get a free template. Or, just go to the iOS or Google Play Store and you can download the free Habit Factor app. The other thing that is worth doing, in my humble opinion, is subscribing. Subscribe. You get each episode downloaded automatically. That will save you time. It will, <laughs> it will save me time. We'll be on the same page, my friend. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. And make sure you begin tracking. See ya.